All right, welcome back. This is episode 10 of the Race Conversations. All right. Good morning, um, James. So uh, good morning. it is another episode of my curiosity <laughs> and wondering um, the conversations that are going on in white households. And honestly, Lena's on the phone and she has a mixed household. Um, it is Power 99.1. Good morning. Um, Lena, thank good you morning. so much for wanting to be on the show and allowing me to get all in your business. And <laughs> <laughs> No problem. I know that this is something that's um, really close to you right now. Um, James, she sent me a cute little video of her daughter. How old is your daughter? She's 11. 11. And she was saying something like, I don't understand why racism exists. We're all the same. And it was so cute. And I was like, exactly. A child shall lead us. Like, right. you know, mm -hmm. and I wish yeah. we could just get to that point and stop arguing about the semantics and everything. I had that but, thought all the time. Yeah, I'm just like, like why? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. this is, so, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. It's a yeah. waste of time. Like, yeah. ugh. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. What's your daughter's name? Lila. I'm with you, Lila. Oh, God, beautiful <laughs> right? name. Beautiful name, too, right? Um, so let's introduce who Lena is first, and then we'll get all into Lila and all of that. So, Lena, are you, were you born and raised here in the Tri-Cities? Uh, no, I was born in Oregon and um, became a military brat um, from age four to eight. So we moved and lived in Fort Hood, Texas mm -hmm. before we came to Tri-Cities. Wow. And you remember that? You were four Well, I guess, yeah, after yeah. six, seven, eight, you would remember, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember Texas really well. Do you? What was it like to yeah. grow up in Texas? I loved it, and I miss it to this day. I we, we had such a great community. I didn't know any different living on a military base. I mean, I went from living in a two-bedroom trailer with four children. We were really, really poor. My dad was working for HP, but at the time, you know, HP didn't make any money. And my dad had gotten his degree as a geologist and found out later you can't earn money oh. <laughs> being, a being a geologist. And all of a sudden he had four kids. Yeah. And he's like, oh, how do I pay for this? So he entered the military pretty late in life. He was 32. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And, well, you know, he's like, they're hungry and we're yeah. not paying bills. That's so what I'm what do we do? Good for him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wait, just a so, side note. Wasn't Ross a geologist on Friends? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, was he a geologist or a paleontologist? I don't know. Paleontologist. Yeah. Oh, dinosaurs. Was, oh, okay, well, yeah. never mind. Yeah. I just derailed the whole conversation. Okay, let's But you find to... fossils in rocks, okay. so you need yes, the geologist to have the paleontologist. <laughs> okay, right? I was just trying to tie in. So how did they afford that apartment in New York? I'm just saying. All right, so your dad so joins the military, um, and I love that. And he's uh, wanting to take care of you guys. You guys move uh, to Texas. And yes, uh -huh. as I've understood from military bases. It's all races. It's mixed. You don't really, everybody's oh, the absolutely. same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That It's a huge diversity there. Um, and it was during the age that I was, you know, building my memories because I, mm -hmm. I remember so little about Oregon, but then when we got to the military base, it had such a community feel because I mean, you never left the base. You did yeah. everything there. They had family picnics. They did you did everything there. And, and because of the moving around of military, um, most of the moms were present. And so you um, were around your neighbors a lot. So did you, did, was race when you were that young ever talked about 
did that ever come up in, in either your family or did you experience anything um, that had to do with race? So I was thinking about that and... Okay, wait, don't get mad at me. I do have to pause you here, Lena, and we will get your answer coming up next. So I do have Lena on the phone, a white woman who grew up to marry a Mexican, and now they have mixed kids. And I was curious of the conversations going on in her household about race. And I just asked her previously, did you experience race and racism? Did those conversations happen with you as a little white girl growing up in Texas? And here is her answer. By the way, it is Power 99.1. It was never verbalized, but it was led by example. So Mm -hmm. my parents loved unconditionally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even in the military base, my mom would send me across the street to my neighbor, Mary, and because my mom couldn't braid and I was the only girl. And my mom would send me over there and she'd braid my hair, which, (laughs) which I do have to say, like, I don't have a tough enough head. (laughs) Yeah. Braiding. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It hurts. Yes. (laughs) Um, And so I, I, absolutely adored her and her family. There was never a discussion about her being different Mm -hmm. because she was African-American. There was nothing verbalized, but there was no setting apart of people. There was no discussion. There was Mm -hmm. no, it was just, they led by example that we loved everyone. My mom grew up in Alamogordo, New Mexico. She Mm -hmm. grew up in a very diverse place. She spoke Spanish. Um, We just, accepted everybody yeah and then but then as I got older and some more extended family Uh-oh. um I remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we moved from Texas to Tri-Cities and we were visiting family in Oregon and I remember having a baby doll and I was pretty young maybe eight and um I told my grandma grandma when I grow up I'm gonna have brown babies I'm going to have a brown baby because I just fell in love with Mary's children across the street and thought they were the most beautiful kids I'd ever seen. Yeah. And five and and six and seven. So was your, when you're saying this is the baby doll, I just want to picture it. Is that, was it a black baby doll or brown? Honestly, I don't think they even had them in the stores then. Probably not. So I don't, I don't think it was. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I was, I was verbalizing it. I was telling her like, oh, I can't wait. I'm going to have a brown baby and they're so beautiful, grandma. And, um, and it's odd because it's the only comment I ever heard from her that caught me off guard. And she said, oh, honey, you know, we're friends with them, but we don't have babies with them. And oh. now it's it's almost comical because I was like, showed you, Grandma. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, because we got all the brown babies now, <laughs> um, which, which we'll get to. And so imagine you're, you're, you said you're like eight, right? Yeah. And somebody says that to you. And then mm-hmm. what if your parents were the same? It's like that is taught, right? Like, it's just, yeah. yeah if my parents taught. tolerated or encouraged that, yeah. it would have totally molded my approach to life and other people but and and I'm so glad that I I have a really strong passion in in my own thoughts and my own um discernment Mm -hmm. but but I also think okay I never ever ever heard another comment from her 
in that manner. Right. And so, so then I think back, well, that generation was taught that, like, it wasn't just accepted. It was actually like taught against rules. It was like, you don't, you know? And, um, so, uh, you know, there was times that I reflected on that and thought, gosh, how dare she? And then I also thought, well, what was told to her? Yeah. But we'll talk about that more coming up next. What us black kids were taught that the older generation, the white older generation taught you. All right. So just a few minutes ago, Lena's on the phone, by the way, and she told us a story about how her grandmother told her, oh, we're just friends with black and brown people, but we don't marry them. And that is the older generation's thoughts, some of them. And we're going to continue that conversation right here on Power 99.1. No, it definitely is taught. And that's the, the thing is it, that is um, learned. And us black kids, we know that um, just because the history of this country. And so because before, you know, three weeks ago, politics and race were not that's like taboo right we're not i don't sit there and if lena wants to be my friend i don't go so how do you feel about black lives um but now (laughs) that these conversations can happen more i feel more comfortable to ask you know what what did your parents and your grandparents teach you and what do you believe about me because of that Mm -hmm. um where i couldn't ask that before because again lena was told that by her grandmother and then what if that was watered by your parents and you were around right. all of that? You would have grown up with a disdain. Like, maybe, like I said, she said, oh, we, we like them. They're our friends, but we don't marry them. So right. I, sometimes I do feel, oh, you, you like me as, you know, oh, Rika's great, but she's one of the good ones. And I don't want to be that to anybody anymore, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. I do love you know, it's a bad, and I feel bad for George Floyd's family and Breonna Taylor and even all the way back to Drayvon Martin, but I do love the openness that we're allowed to have around each other now. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was also thinking, you know, because, yes, everything is an IV drip of information as we're growing up, and it just molds us and molds us and molds us, and and there are certain things that trigger in your brain and you remember it. Whether they're right or wrong, there are certain things that latch on. Absolutely. And and I remember I was raised in a really religious household. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember I'm the type of person that wears rose-colored glasses, not out of ignorance or blindness, mm-hmm. but out of I just see the good in everyone. Right. Almost almost to a fault. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I see bad or human you know, fallible humans, which we all are, I'm almost taken back. Like, I can't believe that's happening. And my husband looks at me and goes, really, really? You're surprised. He goes, do you really think everybody is good? And I'm like, yeah, I want to, you know? And so it's not out of ignorance. It's out of, I just love humans and I want and look for the good in them. Mm -hmm. And so I remember being younger, another grandparent on the other side told me, because I was, I was raised Mormon, okay. and they were like, um, Lena, not all good people are Mormon, and not all Mormons are good people. Ooh. And I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. You know, because I was taught, you know, that this, this you know, if you lead this specific life, you're a good person. And then I would see people making mistakes because they're human and they're fallible. Yeah. And I'm like, but I don't understand. He's like, not all good people are human and not all 
are not all good people are Mormon and not all Mormons are good people. And that resonated with me too, because that goes across every board. It's like, we are just all individuals. Yeah. So let's, let's move on to, okay. So you grow up and you meet your husband who is Mexican. Yes. Yeah. And how did that go when you started dating him? Were your parents okay? I, I don't know if your grandparents were still alive at this time. But how did that go? Okay, so we're going to get Lena's answer to that question coming up next. So Lena's on the show today, and she was so gracious to answer my question. What conversations are happening in white households when it comes to race? Now, Lena is married to a Mexican man, and they are raising mixed kids. So what are those conversations like? And I just asked her a few minutes ago, so when you decided that you and your husband were going to get married, were your parents or even your family members upset about that? Because, well, he's Mexican. Here's her answer, and it is Power 99.1. Other than the fact I was 15 and he was 17 when we met, you know, of course, they want that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, this month we're married 20 years. It's not your typical ending to the story, right? Um, Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, So... Other than they wanted their daughter to not date yet, they were totally, they were totally fine. Um, my parents didn't didn't bat an eye. My my mom's dad, the one that told me, you know, not all good people. Um, he because he lived in New Mexico for so long was so excited to meet my husband. He's like, oh. let's talk about the South. Let's talk about Texas. Let's talk about New Mexico. My husband's like, I was born in Tri Cities. Right. So I don't know anything about that. So <laughs> right. he's like, um, and he's like, well, where's your family from? He's like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, he's like, they're all here. I don't know what to tell you. You know, yeah. so, um, but. You know, four years later, we get engaged, and I'm calling my extended family to let them know that I'm getting married and mm-hmm. save the date. You know, this was in 1999 that I was calling them. I got married in 2000. Um, and I did have one extended family member tell me, oh, what's his name? And I said his name, which is obviously Hispanic name. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, oh, 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 be careful, Nina. You know they beat they beat their women, right? And I was mm. like, "What? What? What did you just say?" Right. Well, at this point, I'm old enough to know better and to speak back at it. And I, my parents were sitting next to me because we're sitting there. They're giving me the phone numbers of all the family members, and I'm calling. And I was already nervous for judgment of getting married at 19. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I kind I kind of was already ready for the backlash of you're getting married too young. Too you don't young. know what you're doing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and so when I heard that, I turned and I looked at my parents, and they could just see the red come over my face. And I'm a super calm person. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, "Excuse me, do you even know him? Right. Have you ever met him? Like, what?" basis do you even have to make these kinds of comments good for you like, lena oh it you. was it infuriated me yeah i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe that that was someone that knew me yeah like my family right yeah. i was like wow and that's again like my husband says like why are you surprised and yeah like, right yeah i yeah you know because 
I, because I did not grow up with it in my four walls mm-hmm. and because I wasn't in a location that it was highly present, mm-hmm. I underestimated its current existence. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I, yeah, I think a lot of people have and America is being, is it awakened or awoke? What's the word? Awokening. <laughs> awakened um, to it because I say that a lot to my friends like, oh, you're surprised. We've been crying. We've been crying this for years and years, you know? Well, and you know, I've had these tough conversations with my husband and he's like, Okay, wait, got to pause there, Alina. I would love to know what your husband's saying about everything that's going on being a Mexican, American. Uh, so that's coming up next. So Lena is on the phone today, and she was gracious enough to talk to me about the conversations about race that are going on in her household. She's a white woman who, over 20 years ago, married a Mexican man. Now they have mixed kids. So what are those conversations like with her husband as mm, all of this awakening or whatever is happening, especially for Lena, who didn't experience a lot of racism growing up? It is Power 99.1. So what is your husband saying to you? how are you surprised? And I go, and you know, he's a really like jokester, sarcastic person. He's like, mm-hmm. is it because of your privilege? I'm like, stop it. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> I'm like, when you're not currently experiencing or seeing it and really the only way that, I mean, look at Tri-City. Don't tell me that this is a diverse culture. Right. It's not. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. I've been here since I was eight. Yeah. Um, we're not a big city. I'm not, Seeing or hearing it. And, and, you know, my husband said, well, people that are on the people that are racist are not as vocal anymore Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it's, we're actually speaking against it. And so Mm -hmm. it's quieting their voices, Mm -hmm. Lena, but they're still there. Right. And 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 we feel it in the rooms that we walk in here, especially being you know, one of, you know, I don't know the numbers mm-hmm. here, but definitely not a lot of black people here, right? So we see it in the comment sections on Facebook under like KNBU really? and Keeper and all of that. And just walking into a room, we feel the energy knowing, oh, I'm not supposed to be here and they're mine, although I That's do have awful. rights and I could be here, you know? Um, so, and especially when we get out to the smaller, smaller towns around here, like Prosser and Walla Walla and uh, even mm. going over to Idaho and stuff like that. So I do want to, um, um, get into, I remember you told me um, that you learned a lot about your husband and how he's had to deal with racism that maybe you didn't know when you were 19, but you are now learning all of this stuff that he went through. Yeah, because I'm having these conversations with our kids. You yeah. know, I'm the nurturer. I'm the one that's teaching them. And um, he was, he was like, why are you so adamant to teach this? Which is so funny because, you know, we all come from a different place, right? Yeah, and so yeah. we've heard people say, it's not my job to teach you about it. It's not mm-hmm. my job to tell you my experiences, right? We've heard some people that are coming from that place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and my husband's like, well, they're going to learn it. And I'm like, yeah, and I want to mold which side they learn it from. Yeah, you know? I, and, so I just want to stop you there. I'm definitely of the, I shouldn't teach Lena, but Lena should definitely teach her kids. Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't, yeah, I, you're a grown woman. You can do your research. We we all know right. we have an ugly history. Um, yeah. And, and then once you learn it, if we on a friendship level, level want to talk about that, cool. But you definitely, everybody should be talking to their right. kids about this. 
Yeah. I mean, we had a, I had to start talking about it when my kids were itty bitty because my kids are different shades from each other. Mm. And, Mm. and so they caught on super quick. My little one is like, mommy, how come I'm so dark and you're not? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, because you get more pieces of your daddy and you, and you get his nice, pretty skin. And so we talk about it and we say, but it doesn't make you any different than me. You're still half me. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and we talk about it and now it's so beautiful. I heard her tell someone the other day, I have dark skin, but people love my skin. People pay for my skin. Cause I told her that white white people go and damage their skin in the tanning (laughs) salon just to look like her. And I'm like, you have gorgeous skin, you know? And so she was telling, I heard her telling someone the other day that people pay for my skin. And I'm like, yes, thank you. And how old is she? Is that the 11 year old? No, that's my nine-year-old. Oh, that is so... Can you imagine? So people pay for my skin. So <laughs> I am being beautiful. Yes, Lena. You go, girl. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So I, what are the... the? I, I love that. What what other conversations um, are you having? So did your 11-year-old or any of your other kids see the George Floyd situation? Or are they hearing about it? And what kinds of questions do they have now? Yeah. Okay, going to pause her there, and we will get her answer next. All right, so Lena is on the phone with me today, and we're having discussions about what are the race conversations happening in white households, okay? Lena is a white woman who married a Mexican, and now they're raising beautiful mixed kids. So what are those conversations like? And just a few minutes ago, I asked her, so did your daughters see the George Floyd video? And did they have questions? Here's her answer. It is Power 99.1. So as a parent, I was really torn with whether or not that should be seen by children. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's, it's everywhere and you can't really, um, and it's not that I want to shelter it, but I mean, just like I don't want my kids watch a rated R movie. Right. You don't I want... get it. They're 11. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but every time the TV's on it, you know, it's going to pop up and there's conversations. And so I talked to the girls and I was like, this is not right. He didn't do Cause they were like, well, what's wrong? What did he do? And I said, there's nothing you could do to justify that. Yeah. So there's a reason we have something called a justice system to find out. We don't even know if he is the, the right person for what they claim he did. Like yeah. there's a there's a reason there's a process for mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So we we talked about you know maybe he used a fake a hundred dollar bill. We talked about so many different things and they go oh that would be wrong. I go but what if he had starving children and he had to make a really tough Ooh. choice? Sometimes we make Ooh. bad decisions yeah. because we're stuck. Does he deserve to die for that? You know, um, it, sometimes people intentionally make bad decisions, and that's where the justice system comes in, and they have to serve time, or they have to pay a fine, or they have to go to jail. And so we talked about that, too. We talked about different levels of offense. Um, we had watched the spiritual movie the other day where a homeless mother stole food for her child, and, mm-hmm. and, and it showed the emotional torment of her making that bad choice knowing, you know, um, so we, we went through a lot of conversations like that, but, um, my 11 year old, the conversation's been going pretty thick for a little while. Cause she read a book called chains mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. 
And um, she was flabbergasted. Every time she read, she would stop and come and tell me, do you know what's happening in this book? And in fact, she begged me to read the book. I haven't yet, but I I told her that I would read the book. Um, And I just recently read a book, uh, The Book of Lost Friends, which Uh is about um, families that were torn apart during slavery and how Mm. they found a newspaper way to reconnect families. Uh And... um, and, and, you know, but we also went all the way back to, well, not all the way back, this is much newer, but we went back to um, the Walla Walla Mission, what they're learning in school. I mean, that has racism right there with the uh, Native Americans. And so I've been explaining it to her. Um, we have next door neighbors that are from Korea, and we talked about what this pandemic and the type of racism that the neighbors are experiencing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I, it's not just one place either. Yeah, yeah. I just want to commend you as a parent to see all the different sides of why people may break the law or whatever. Because I feel like, uh, well, I know, you know, George Floyd dies or anybody else that, you know, we see video of. And there are some people who go, well, what did he do? And the unhumanness of that is so ugly. Like you said, there is nothing that anybody can do that deserves and warrants to be killed by any of us, let alone a cop. Um, and, and that is one of the conversations I did have with Sergeant Prunetta, who was on the show. Um, and so we don't get to be judge and jury and all of that. Right. Like you said, we don't we have a justice system? Now, I feel like they are, <laughs> some of that is yeah. crap too. Yeah. But we right. have to let our system, while we're trying to fix it, we have to let yeah. our system do its job. And, th- and I, I, that is, again, racism is learned and so is compassion. And look at you. Like, good on you. Mm. And now I want to read this book that your daughter was talking about. Oh, they're it? both great. Well, yeah. Okay, pause there. Lena is going to explain what those books are about and what her daughter at 11 years old thought about them coming up next. <laughs> Lena is still on the phone, and just a few minutes ago, she was about to tell us what her daughter thinks of the book that she's reading that is about racism. Here's her answer. And by the way, it is Power 99.1. Lila says Chains is amazing. Okay. It's very she and she's my empath kid. So oh. I mean, she's sobbing while she's reading the book. Oh. Like she, yeah. it really impacted her. Yeah. Um, and then the other book by Lisa Wingate, uh, Book of Lost Friends. Um, that one was a really great one too. And it even talks about when they abolished slavery and mm-hmm. people were able to earn their land mm-hmm. and then they still found ways to rip it away oh, from yeah. them. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. But, yeah, but after, it's, after slavery. Yeah. There, I'm sure there's other stories too, but we were definitely given our 40 acres and a mule, right? Quote unquote. Uh, and then a minute later they were like, Oh, just kidding. And then we yeah. were expected to build something off of that. And you wonder why we're so, like, black people say we're so behind. It's almost like we're 400 years behind everybody else who got a fair shake out of this. Um, So, again, I want to commend you. And there's two more things I want to get to. Um, Yeah, sorry. Around your, no, that's okay. No, no, no sorries. Um, Your daughter um, or your kids experienced a comment from somebody in your family where you shut it down real quick. Can you tell that story um, to James and everybody who's listening that uh, has not heard it? 
Yeah, we um, we have a family friend that is um, late 80s and gave us a call and said that they were just in the hospital and um, we went out to see them and were there having a conversation. And I've caught and shut down comments from this individual before and, again, very much taught that all of that was okay and that and and this person is stuck in that mindset right and so um so it doesn't surprise me to hear it from this individual but i've um he talks about news all the time because that's all he watches right. and he brought up the um protesting and rioting and he's like, well, if you ask me all writers need to be killed and i was <laughs> dumbfounded i was like what? Yeah. And I turned and I looked and my and and my husband sat there and he's staring like unmoving and I'm like, oh no, oh no, 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 oh no. And everything that kept thinking through my head was, if you allow it, you're tolerating it. You're allowing it to continue. And I looked at my kids and I looked back at him. I mean, we're over there because the man just told us we're, he's dying. And I was like, I'm sorry, but there's a difference between protesting and rioting. And there is no level of property damage that warrants murdering people. Good for you. Good for you. And then when you guys left, did your kids have questions about that comment? Or was the conversation so- pretty much over? Um, it was actually, I brought, they sat kind of quiet on the way home, but then the next morning I pulled them and I'm like, Hey, let's talk about yesterday. You know, I wanted them to digest it a little bit. And then I said, let's talk about yesterday. And they were like, yeah. And I go, how did it make you feel when that comment was made? And, and they were like, I, I, I couldn't believe it because it's not what you've been telling us. And Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. And how did you feel? when I said something about, you know, not agreeing and she goes, well, I felt like I wanted to say something, but I, but he's like, and she didn't use the word my elder, but she was yeah. like, but he's a grown up, yeah. and I didn't want to like disagree or pick a fight with him. He's sick. And I go, I understand that. I mean, but there's a way to disagree respectfully mm-hmm. with, yeah. without yeah. causing harm, but by also standing your ground and saying that you won't tolerate those comments. I love that, dude. Think about how they're going to be as they grow up. To see confrontation be batted away the way mm-hmm. you did will help them learn, like, oh, that's okay to stand up yeah. to somebody who's older than me or whatever it is. And coming up, we'll talk more about that because what Lena did is what we as black and brown people are asking you as allies to do. Okay, let's continue the conversation that we were having uh, about Lena sticking up to an older person in her family after he said something very racist. This is what we want you to do. And I understand confrontation is uncomfortable, but anyway, let's continue that conversation. It is power, 99.1. Um, and I don't think a lot of us, we do get scared. We're weird as humans, right? Conversation is like the worst thing on the planet. We, <laughs> none of us want to go through it. But that is what us, you know, black uh, people, brown people, I'm sure your husband too, like, because a lot of my friends are like, what can I do? What can I do? And one of the things I tell them is stick up for me when I'm not in the room. Stick yeah. up for me when I'm not in the room. Mm. And that is exactly 
what you did. Well, when you can't stand up for yourself, when mm-hmm. your voice can't be present, yeah. someone's voice needs to be present. Yeah. And I and I actually feel like it's more powerful when it's coming from someone that's not walking in those shoes. I think so too. Yeah. White voices are more powerful right now in white spaces than we are. Because it just looks like we're just crying wolf. Oh, my God, they're still not over this yeah. racist thing. What the heck? Da, 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 da. Especially for people who don't believe that it exists. And, right. and that comes from um, some of them is some of it is definitely ignorance and they want to sweep it under the rug. But I do believe some of it is just like you. You just never saw it. So you know yeah. that we have this history, but you're like, but, I, you know, I don't know. So I honestly thought it was dissolving with the older generation. I thought it was them that got caught there, like mm. caught in that mindset and that it was dissolving with them. Yeah. I really, I really thought, but then that, that is a little silly of me to think that those humans wouldn't teach their children something different. Right. Exactly. And it's interesting to think about that in the sense of, like, nothing is a monolith, right? I don't think, like, that dude who said that right and comment, just like, Rika, mm-hmm. you don't think like every other black person exactly, right? right. You agree on a lot right. of stuff, maybe. Right. Right. Sure. But, you know, just like all the old people, yeah, maybe some of the old people, the old generation got over it, but then some of them didn't, and every generation it's that way, right? Not, like, we can't go, oh, the millennials are over this or yeah, the yeah. Gen Xers are yeah. over this. Right. It, it's an individual exactly. thing. Right, exactly. And it's a heart thing, right? And and so I, yeah. I believe in God, and that's like, I've said this before, I can't help the people who don't want to come out of their ignorance. Mm. But if you come to me and you're like, listen, I need to know how to help. <laughs> I got yeah. you. I got a whole Google yeah. Doc with movies and books and everything. And so um, that is what I want to end on. I know we already named two books, but is there anything else that you watched or read that could help somebody else understand the space that we're in right now? Mm. Oh, gosh, that's such a great question. I definitely think that those two books are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, a girlfriend of mine who um, is in a, a mixed marriage uh, posted um, Women's Today magazine or Women's Magazine posted 11 different movies on Netflix that address race. Yeah. Um, and so I um, I could get that to you because I think that I, I, I stopped. I went through. I went mm-hmm. through all of them. And I'm like, okay, which one do I want to show them? You know, because mm-hmm. I love having the conversation during it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, I I definitely think chains chains grown-ups can read it. It is a children's book, but mm-hmm. it's like a, a preteen age area. Um, it's quite graphic, and I think that it's enough to get under people's skin to go, "That's not okay." Exactly. Hey, some of us need those children's books still. Some of the big words are going <laughs> over our heads. So trilogy. I, you know, I'm I'm down. I'm down to yeah. read that because we do need to understand it on a basic level what was that quote we were saying james was it einstein who said if you can't explain it if you can't uh, explain it simply you don't understand it well and that yeah and that's what i'm about right it's the education piece like let's just get it on a layman's term because none of us learned it on a layman's term in school that's so good that your daughters are getting that and you said the walla walla school district is teaching that or no? Well, here in Tri Cities, mm-hmm. they're teaching about the Walla Walla mission, and they're teaching about the Native American clash with the Fort Walla Walla. Oh, I've never heard of this. What? Oh, you need to hear about it because yeah. what happened was is they went on a field trip to Fort Walla Walla. Okay, pause. We're gonna get that story about her daughter going on a field trip to Walla Walla and what she came back and told her mom that was wrong. 
That is coming up next. I definitely got curious about the conversations that were happening in white households. And I love Rachel yesterday, today, Lena, white women who decided, hey, I want to share my story. Now, Lena specifically did marry a uh, Mexican man. That is her husband. They're raising beautiful mixed babies. And the conversations that they are having are amazing. Now, Lena was about to share with us a story about her daughter, who's 11 now. She went to Walla Walla on a field trip, learned some things about Native Americans that she thinks were not accurate. So let's continue that story. It is Power 99.1. And my daughter came back telling me, Mom, I'm really upset. I'm like, why Why are you upset? And she's like, well, they kept saying that the Indians massacred, but they wouldn't have done that if this and this and this didn't happen. They made them sound like it was they were bad people, but I don't think they were. And then she Ooh. talked about, yeah. So, that so daughter that, of yours, that, man. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. Because, because you know, she talked about how the white man brought plagues that wiped out the Native Americans and how we stole their land and all these things. And she goes, I don't think they would have been bad people if these things didn't happen. And I said, this is so true, and this is what you need to understand. It's like actions come from a reaction. Mm-hmm. And if, yeah. mm-hmm. if people... You know, if and and I said at the same time, there's a lot of really good people at Fort Walla Walla that came over, and we also talked about, um, gosh, the the husband and wife that owned Fort Walla Walla actually like saved a ton of pioneers and made friends with a lot of Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And there's a kids book called Stout Hearted Seven that talks about um, a lot of the fighting that went on there. And and seven children that became orphans and all this stuff. Um, But it opened the door for a perfect conversation about race that didn't make it only about an African-American racism. Right, right. And I I think understanding the diversity in racism is really important, too, because Mm -hmm, like you mm -hmm. said, you feel like when it comes out of your voice, it sounds like we're whining or crying wolf. But it's Mm -hmm. like um, it didn't just sit right there. It was you know, um, with the concentration camps that we put Asians in during yeah, the war. It, yeah, it, yeah. It was, I mean, people talk about, um, you know, the Native Americans. There is a There was a huge racism against Native Americans. Huge. <laughs> they killed you know, them. <laughs> you know, they, basically, like, they yeah. almost don't exist anymore I because know. of it. It's so sad, right? Like, so, yes. I, yeah, again, I just want to commend you as a, as a parent to bring all of that up. I learned all of that from my parents, too. It wasn't just, mm-hmm. oh, only black people got discriminated against. And I actually told one of my friends, I said, you know what? I need to stop saying that slavery was the original sin of America. It was actually killing the Native mm-hmm. Americans and um, I, that was the original sin right and so like you said yeah. it, they wouldn't have tried to protect themselves and kill people if somebody wasn't trying to kill them first yeah. um, and so yeah. that is America's original sin for sure um, and I'm going to I'm definitely going to get those books I, I'm all about even educating myself more too so then I can explain it on a layman's terms it's like I know mm-hmm. the big idea of it and I understand what systemic racism is and all of that but to be able to combat it with facts with somebody who's coming at me with their opinions that's what I mm-hmm. want to be able to do um, so I'm, I'm all for the books I love that and is there anything else you want to say before we uh, get off the uh, get off the phone no, I just love the fact that you're opening for the for a conversation. Um, 
I hope I don't speak out of turn, but... But what? Ha! Gonna pause there, and we're gonna get Lena's question and comment coming up next. All right, so Lena had one more thing that she wanted to say about race in America, race in our local community. That's right now. It's Power 99.1. I think that a lot of people are afraid to ask these questions because not everybody is open and willing to have these discussions without it being heated. Yeah. And and so I think um, a fear of the response, because sure, there's plenty of racism on the other side of it, too, that if you were to come up and talk to someone that doesn't have the love that you show mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, I, you know, I really want to talk about it. And that is that, you know, my husband was playing devil's advocate with me and he was like, why should I talk to you about it? You know, mm-hmm. and he was like, not everybody's going to want to educate you. Yep. And I'm like, I, I know, I know. And yeah. so the fact that you are this um, safe place to have that conversation, I think more people will become more educated. Yeah. And so for me, because I, you know, I know you and we have a rapport. I'm mm-hmm. totally fine. And I reached out to you, actually. Um, yeah. But everybody else <laughs> listening, right. I'm just like, right. I. that's why I made that Google Doc. Um, because I do have a heart space for wanting people to educate themselves. But yeah, I don't have absolutely. the time or the energy um, to have a conversation with everybody who wants to have it with me. So, yeah, right. no, I'm just like, hey, fine. Here's a Google Doc watch these movies, read these books, and then we can have a conversation if you want to. But I want them to come from an educated side as well. Now, if you do have friends for anybody else who's listening who you're close to of another race, you should be able to have those conversations. That's actually one of my requirements now. If I cannot Mm -hmm. feel safe having these conversations and then our core values are not the same, we just won't be friends. It doesn't mean I will hate you. I just, I don't have space for that. Um, And so, no, you're right. uh, There's a lot of fear going on for people who do want to know things. They're afraid to ask. So you need to find somebody that you actually know. Mm -hmm. Or if you do reach out to me, I have a Google Doc for you. So um, I appreciate you, Lena. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. If you missed this conversation with Lena or any of the conversations I had this week and last week, I've titled them The Race Conversations. I got you. They are on a podcast. Yes, they are. And you can get the link right now on Facebook. Facebook.com slash power 991.